Hello, and thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Face the Facts with April Moss. So glad you're here today. We've got a really great show today. Before we get started, I want to thank my incredible sponsors, HolyHydrogen.com, the at-home hydrogen therapy system that has been known in research from Japan to help with cures for arthritis, high blood pressure, um, infertility issues, cancer, viruses. It allows your body to absorb the hydrogen that it needs so it can fully function. You can check out all the research that has been done on holyhydrogen.com. Click the research tab as well and learn all about the benefits of hydrogen to your body. Use promo code APRIL at checkout. You'll get $100 off. And also, thank you to MyPillow.com for sponsoring Face the Facts. You can support an amazing patriot, Mike Lindell, and my independent work by using my promo code APRIL at checkout. Right now, you can get the leather moccasin slippers for 40% off with my promo code. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code APRIL. Well, let's get right into today's show. Now, we are going to be focusing on the state of Michigan. A lot of things happening here uh, always, but one of the biggest things is that people who are paying attention to politics are frustrated with the Republican leadership right now in our state. Why are they frustrated? Well, we have uh, known evidence of election fraud, and we have Republican leaders that are refusing to do forensic audits. Plus, we had a very tragic incident just last week in Oxford when one 15-year-old boy began shooting in his high school. We're going to talk all those details right now with attorney Matt DiPerno. Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, April. Good morning. Well, Matt, you became very popular when we discovered in Antrim County that there was a discrepancy uh, at, during the election with the votes. And, uh, you know, you gained national attention. You're a constitutional attorney. You've been an attorney for uh, several decades now. And, you know, most people would say, you know, you have it really good. Why don't you just keep things quiet and you know, start to plan for retirement, but you decided to go a different route. And now you're in the race running for attorney general for Michigan. So um, what made you decide to make that big leap? And uh, tell me about some of the things that you're really passionate about. Well, you're right. Uh, I've been an attorney for uh, 25 years. Um, I had a good practice uh, in Kalamazoo. I put three kids through college. Uh, and my wife and I were, were starting to talk about, uh, you know, winding down uh, the practice and, um, you know, retiring. Uh, we had some plans uh, picked out. But, uh, you know, most of my cases that I'm involved in um, uh, involve the government. So I decided to run for attorney general because I've seen corruption that exists in Michigan. Um, the cases I have, like I said, generally involve the government. Uh, and the attorney general's office represents these government agencies. And in the spring uh, and summer of 2020, I was fighting against uh, the mandates imposed by Governor Whitmer. I was out firsthand uh, at rallies um, and counseling uh, businesses and associations across the state on the devastating impact that her corrupt and heartless policies had on people. Uh, she shut down businesses. She put people in jail. And Dana Nessel stood by her side and basically lorded over Michigan citizens like tyrants. 
Uh, and then during the Antrim County case, uh, Dana Nessel was my opposing counsel. Uh, she suppressed evidence in that case, and then she lied about it in her press releases. Um, and this all, in my mind, much of this goes back to a 2019 study that came out of the U.S. Attorney's, uh, uh, US Attorney's Office uh, when they said there's a real problem in Michigan. And I've understood there's a real problem in Michigan because I'm out fighting these cases. Uh, and they announced that Michigan uh, is the most corrupt state in the union in all categories of government, the legislative branch, judicial branch, uh, and executive branch. Um, and this was a quote, uh, if I recall, what the uh, uh, Attorney General Matthew Schneider uh, put out at that point. Uh, they said, um, the level of corruption in Michigan is staggering. Um, and it's not just Democrats, it's Republicans. Uh, it's the entire political establishment was the way they put it. Um, and I think that's correct. That's what I've seen um, uh, as I've practiced law in the state. And I have a plan to do something about it. Uh, I'm the most conservative candidate in the race. I understand the Constitution and the rule of law better than any other candidate in the race. I am a 100% total bulldog when it comes to these issues. And I will never bow to corruption and I will never be influenced by the power establishment. Um, so I believe I have uh, something to say about these issues that are facing our state. You know, what's happening today in Michigan sickens me. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, critical race theory, you know, um, corrupt politicians not representing the people anymore. And as the attorney general, um, I can fix those problems. I can restore this state back to a constitutional republic. You know, as, as the next attorney general from Michigan, you would be the chief legal officer to protect the rule of law and the U.S. Constitution. Certainly, this is something you've already been doing. Well, what would be your very first order of business, let's say, in the first several weeks of, of taking office? Well, the first thing I'll do is create uh, a system immediately that eliminates unelected bureaucrats from creating influence within the attorney general's office. Uh, the attorney general uh, himself or herself has to actually establish policy, um, and that has failed us uh, over the last uh, many years. We have unelected bureaucrats who liaison with different uh, departments within the executive branch, uh, legislative branch, uh, and judicial branch. So when, uh, when these different branches set policy um, and they later conflict with the Constitution, you already have a conflict within the attorney general's office because they've helped create those policies. We're going to eliminate that uh, first and foremost. And that's one of the areas uh, I reference when I talk about eliminating corruption within the government. We have three branches of government. We have separation of powers. It's supposed to mean something under the uh, Constitution. But in our, in our system that has been created over uh, many years in Michigan, we no longer have separation of powers. We essentially have one uh, level of government, uh, one branch of government that has been combined with all the other branches, uh, and we no longer live in a constitutional republic within the state. Um, I will then immediately end mask mandates and any vaccine mandates. I will start the process to eliminate critical race theory. Um, I will push immediately for um, a constitutional right to carry bill. Um, and uh, those are the, some of the first things uh, we'll do. And I'll immediately start investigations 
into some of these certain areas within the state of Michigan where we know corruption uh, exists. Well, in terms of corruption, you know, so many people have lost faith in our election process from what we saw take place at the TCF Center on November 3rd, 2020, where they boarded up the windows, refused to allow people proper access to, you know, observing what they were doing with the ballots to canvassers going across the state and realizing that there were 20 or 30 people from one residence all voting. Um, you know, we have a, a very broken system right now. How can you ensure that Michiganders can trust the election process again? Well, first, um, number one, the, the, one of the first things we're going to do is uh, uh, work to eliminate this mail-in voting process. Uh, what we saw in the 2020 election and what I saw in the studies that I was able to conduct with forensic experts out of the Antrim County case was the level of corruption that was created uh, and the fraud that was created uh, based on mail-in voting. Um, uh, and that created uh, systemic problems across our election system and across the state. So we have to eliminate that process. I'm not opposed to absentee ballots. Uh, there's a reason for those. People can apply for them when they have good reason. But mail-in voting to the masses and then declaring to clerks across the state that they must presume signatures to be valid uh, created massive fraud in the state. Second, we will work to eliminate uh, right away uh, electronic voting machines. Uh, we don't need them in the state. Uh, we can uh, vote on paper. Uh, we can hand count ballots at smaller precincts. It is more accurate. It doesn't take as much time uh, and it's significantly cheaper. This state spends $25,000 on average per machine per precinct. Uh, and, and that's an enormous cost to the state that we can eliminate right away. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, we, we will ensure, we'll fight to ensure, obviously, that the right to vote is protected. If it's not, as we've seen in the last election, if our system is corrupted, which it was, um, and if the right to vote is not protected, then all other guarantees afforded by the Constitution are irrelevant because they're dependent upon the integrity of the voting franchise and the consecration of representative choice. Um, our nation cannot survive as a constitutional republic if the government allows the transfer and adjudication of thousands of so-called votes by non-delegated, unaccountable uh, uh, officials without any legal oversight whatsoever, um, or the acceptance and counting of illegitimate ghost votes, or the rank absence of any semblance of operational integrity in the electronic voting system used to process ballots and tabulate votes. Uh, uh, so that will be a priority. If we allow the manipulation of ballots during and after they are processed, uh, then the government cannot guarantee the fundamental constitutional rights of our citizenry are protected. What about the, you know, the dead people that are still on the voter rolls? Um, I honestly don't know what was, what has been the update on that. Have they, have they gone through there and, and done the due diligence to remove the dead people off of the voter rolls? Or is that still something that you're going to have to tackle? Well, here's the dirty little secret. We will have to tackle it because uh, on one hand, the Secretary of State does go through the rolls 
um, and eliminates these uh, dead voters or people who have moved out of the state. However, when elections come around, they somehow don't use those voter rolls, but they go back and pull out old voter rolls and load those into the system. Uh, and that's the secret no one wants to talk about. Uh, wow. It doesn't matter if we update voter rolls, if we then go back and load into the system old outdated voter rolls, uh, which which is done, I see, intentionally to create issues and problems. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Well, can you paint a picture for those listening today and watching this interview? Let's just say uh, five years from now, if nothing gets done to protect the sanctity of elections in Michigan, what do you foresee happening five years from now? What what does Michigan, the country, look like? Well, in, in that situation, there'd be no confidence at all uh, by anyone, I don't think, in terms of election integrity. Uh, and people need to be able to understand and believe that their elections are honest and truthful. You know, it reminds me of a quote Ronald Reagan said when, when he used to remind people that the Soviet Union um, had a constitution too, and it included some lofty sounding goal, lofty sounding goals. Um, but unfortunately, uh, uh, those promises were just empty words because there was no rule of law to enforce them. Um, the rule of law is the linchpin of American freedom. Ending corruption is essential to a free republic. Uh, and again, that's one of the reasons I decided to run for attorney general. Michiganders deserve from their elected officials uh, uh, honesty um, and integrity. We should be represented by a leader who aggressively challenges infringements upon our rights, eradicates corruption, and restores the integrity of the Constitution in Michigan. The people of Michigan need the guidance of a fighter, someone who will preserve, protect, and defend our great state. And that is what I will do. Uh, As I said before, I will not back down from tyranny. I will not back down from political pressure. And I think that that is what scares the Democrats right now. It scares the establishment. It's why Dana Nessel has been going on uh, MSNBC talking about me. Um, It's why the CNN ran a hit piece yesterday on me. Uh, These are the reasons that I'm being targeted right now. Um, um, And you know what? Um, Just in the last two weeks, I've been told by three elected officials out of Lansing, out of the Republican establishment, they've said, Matt, you will not be the attorney general who protects the party. And I said, you're absolutely right. I will not be. I will be the attorney general who enforces the Constitution, enforces the rule of law. We do not need a Republican version of Dana Nessel. So I am greatly offended by that type of comment. Um, Of course, I'm not going to be the attorney general who protects a party. That's what Dana Nessel does. And then she uses her power as a sledgehammer to go after Republicans. That has to be eliminated. That corruption must end. You're absolutely right. You have an endorsement from Trump and an endorsement from General Michael Flynn. And, um, you know, I want to switch gears just a little bit. Um, Certainly a tragic incident happened uh, locally in Oxford just last week. Uh, Spoke of it a little bit ago. The 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly uh, opened fire inside of Oxford High School, killing four children and, of course, injuring many more than that. Now, Dana Nessel has said that she might be investigating 
what happened. I'd love to hear your viewpoint on that and uh, maybe your overall take on the situation. How would you handle this situation if you were attorney general? Yeah, first off, this is an awful tragedy. Awful mm -hmm. tragedy. We all recognize that. My heart goes out to the families, um, uh, the victims, um, and everyone in that school. It's such an awful experience, the worst uh, experience any community can have. Um, Dana Nessel trying to get involved now. Uh, first, um, I think the Attorney General's office should be involved. However, I certainly question Dana Nessel's motives at this point um, and her statement that she will investigate the school administration uh, for how the situation is handled. What we need to do is get to the root of the problem. Um, of course, it seems from the reports that I've seen that there is some misfeasance, malfeasance, or, or nonfeasance by the school administration. But what is really causing the problems in our society right now that creates these school shootings? I see no one actually wanting to talk about that. I don't see Dana Nessel wanting to talk about that. So first and foremost, I would do an investigation immediately as to what causes this problem um, and why uh, kids in our society today uh, believe or feel the need to take a gun to school and shoot their classmates. That's what no one's talking mm -hmm. about. That's the first thing I would do. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like it's happening. Oh, got a little bit of an uh, audio there. But um, the incident that happened in Waukesha, you know, what did the media say? They said, oh, an SUV hit the crowd, right? We don't go out and immediately start to ban, you know, automobiles, right? Um, clearly, this isn't a weapons issue. This is a heart issue that you're dealing with within a person who decides to do something evil like that. Uh, certainly, you know, as this as this case continues to unfold and we learn more things each day, there are many questions that we have regarding that. But yeah, uh, I think that it is very important. Parents need to be on top of their kids and what they're what they're seeing, what they're allowing their children to watch. Um, allowing their children to play certain video games. These are all things that parents can can help their own children out by not allowing them to, you know, view things that are not good for them. Um, but April, let's also talk about the, the, the role that critical race theory uh, has in our school and has in our country. Um, and I will work immediately as attorney general to eliminate critical race theory from all of our schools. Um, whether it's local schools, universities, we have to get rid of it. Critical race theory forces one group, um, it forces their opinion on another group. Um, and we are a constitutional republic, a, a government that guarantees uh, that one group um, is never disenfranchised by another group. And that's what critical race theory does. It forces one group's beliefs on other groups. Uh, it's forcing some people to accept the opinions of others. Uh, and Thomas Jefferson once said that only honorable discourse uh, will keep us from tyranny. Critical race theory is dishonest. It breeds contempt. It, it uh, discredits our country. It teaches our children to hate God, hate their family, hate their country. Uh, and the media, to be honest with you, has a role in this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the Michigan press uh, generally isn't known for challenging the power structure, uh, which is well represented and celebrated um, even at the annual 
uh, Mackinac Policy Conference uh, um, that, that just occurred recently. Um, and the state's media elite, uh, you know, always joins in with the lobbyists, politicians, corporate executives, and other powerful state players um, at that Mackinac event. Um, and they never ask tough or challenging questions. Um, so uh, I, I think that the media has a role in this. Um, they, they don't talk about the real effects of critical race theory. Um, and no one wants to actually investigate how critical race theory plays a role in the upbringing of these kids. We have to eliminate it. I think it's a huge problem right now in our state and country. You're exactly right. I want to say also that uh, many parents are contacting me pretty much every week to say, listen, uh, I'm not okay with this. And, um, you know, they go to their school boards, they go to the administration within the school districts, and they're just hitting brick walls. Um, and we've noticed too, so many school districts now employing diversity, equity, and inclusion directors over, you know, over the schools. You know, that's that's another thing. Once once somebody comes in as a diversity, equity, inclusion person, then that is the open gate uh, gateway that I'm seeing as parents are contacting me that that all of a sudden now, you know, we just had a story with within Rochester School District where teachers went for a one day in person uh, teacher development day for the diversity, equity, inclusion. And they had to sit through a slideshow presentation. And there was a slide on there that had a pyramid of white supremacy. And that if you have white skin and you've ever made a comment to say that I don't have white privilege or I'm gonna just remain apolitical or not all people are racist, that that qualifies you as being a racist. I mean, this is the indoctrination that's happening upon our school teachers right now. So I, I agree with you 100%. There's no place for this uh, within the school system. We need to get back to reading, writing, and arithmetic, you know, and... Um, but it's more than that, April. And, and this, is, this is where my views, my experience, my education comes in. I'm one of that rare, rare breed of people who've actually sat down um, and read the Federalist Papers uh, because I find them interesting. I've read the Constitution. I, I, I read history on what our fond, founding fathers were thinking um, at the constitutional conventions when they created the Constitution. It's, it's, it's more than what you're describing, in my view, uh, when you're talking about critical race theory. It is entirely unconstitutional, as I described, because they're attempting to force one group of people to adopt the opinions uh, of another group of people. That was unconstitutional in the 50s. It was unconstitutional in the 60s. And it's still unconstitutional in, uh, in 2021. Uh, we have to eliminate it. And we have to have a leader that is brave enough and strong enough to stand up and fight against this type of corruption that we see sweeping across our state and our country. Um, and it, if no one has the courage to stand up and fight against this, uh, we will fly off of that socialist cliff. Um, and I don't want to do that. I'm not into uh, going slower off the socialist cliff. I'm all about turning the ship around and going in the opposite direction. Uh, and, and that's why I talk to people about, you know, turning the attorney general's office back to the law firm of the people. Uh, the Michigan attorney general's office is over 250 attorneys 
um, and it has turned into the law office of the governor, the law office of unelected bureaucrats, the law office of other elected state representatives um, and, and, and people in Lansing. I am completely opposed to that ideology. This must be the law firm for the people. We have to represent the people and the people's interest, and I will do that. And you know, one of the first steps will be eliminating critical race theory across the state. Matt DiPerno, thank you so much for joining us today and certainly um, wish you the best of luck in your run. And uh, people can go to support you. Tell us where we can go and uh, check out all of your information about your run and how to maybe even meet you at different events coming up. Yeah, so go to uh, deperno4mi.com, mm -hmm. uh, F-O-R, deperno, F-O-R-M-I.com uh, for our campaign website. People can sign up there. People can get information about uh, future events, uh, get on our email uh, and mailing list, um, and also donate. Um, we need donations from everyone across this country. Um, and people have to start thinking about attorney general races, races as national elections. Just because you're not in the state of Michigan doesn't mean you can't contribute and be part of this movement uh, that I'm involved in. Uh, just think, April, if we had one solid constitutional attorney general stand up uh, for uh, freedom and liberty after the November 20 election, enforce the Constitution and enforce the rule of law. Just think where we might be if we had just one attorney general who would have done that. Um, I would have been that type of attorney general. And uh, uh, I think that's that's why I've I've been targeted by so many on the left um, uh, uh, in my race. So please go out, support me. I need the help from everyone in the country. This is a national race. All right, Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, we will definitely check out that website. And uh, thank you again for your time today. God bless you. Thank you for having me on. Have a nice day.